0: Hollywood, author of Buzz Report,
1: and I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal.
0: Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate length and sometimes weird simultaneous phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> Veronica would like to apologize to those of you who instantly downloaded the Friday 10:21 podcast because there was a little bit of an audio glitch. She's only human. That it involved the playing of two trip phone calls at the same time. Trippy. We like them, double the fun. But uh, it it has it was fixed very soon after. The feed went out. So.
1: And any of you who got that podcast now have a collector's item.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah. A collector's oh,
1: item. Oh, my mic sounds fine, I think. But in yeah. Veronica's headphones, it sounds a little furniture, like I've, I'm talking through whiskers. So
0: yeah. we're in a different studio than we're usually in a different room. So we apologize in advance.
1: Not that, that. we're <laughs> complaining.
0: Not that we're complaining about people getting who kicked stole out our of our, our
1: rightful natural home. Ugh.
0: But anyway. We can't hear ourselves. Only Veronica can hear. It's just
1: weird. It's well, this right. somebody uh, in one of the emails said, "Molly, you said that you used to do the podcast during your lunch break. Guess what? Still do. Still do it's <laughs> lunch right now.
0: <laughs> yep. Still and home.
1: in the weird, weird room.
0: Still low blood sugar podcast in a weird room. Anyway, moving on to the actual news. Splog explosions. The blog explosion that I totally made fun of last week is won't go away. It's, it's still sblog sp- exploding. Still splog exploding, and people are getting pretty mad about it, including. Um, that big wig Mark Cuban who used the brown word.
1: Oh, the sh about it. Mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. 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 He told uh, Blogspot to get their stuff together. Yes, except not stuff. Get it
0: together because the, apparently it's become a
1: serious problem. The the clog of blogs. Have you seen any on your <laughs> blogs lately? I know you had a problem with this earlier, but
0: well, actually, the problem I had was comment spam. Uh huh. So I haven't oh, you seen had anything like this, this blog because I don't aren't. have just a big you know open ended feed for. Blogspot blog. So I personally have not seen this problem, but apparently it is quite serious.
1: And what it affects is the ability of people to find your blogs, mostly. Yeah, the I mean, I think that's problem. the biggest
0: deal. And what Mark Cuban points out on his blog um, is that Google is the one who can fix this problem by adding some sort of challenge system yep. for people who are creating new blogs. I mean, apparently it's just that easy that you can write a bot to do it.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling that that is what is going to happen. Yeah. That they're probably scrambling around at Blogger right now with probably some Google executives screaming at them. Right. I don't know. Google executives don't seem to scream much, but sort of (laughs) annoyingly, calmly asking where, where, when is this going to be fixed. There's
0: probably a lot of memos.
1: Yeah, memos being Mm -hmm. circulated, emails firing off.
0: So hopefully they're going to fix it. It sounds like they, I mean... It sounds like they almost kinda of have to when you have Mark Cuban screaming at you and using the S word.
1: But splogging for any Maybe that missed it is people creating fake blogs that have the same content as real blogs, but the links all go to like gambling sites and, and fun things like that.
0: Spam, hence that oh so funny name.
1: Spam spam. So funny. It's funny too, because spam originally just meant posting the same thing to multiple lists. Right. So this is actually a little almost closer to the original definition.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Apple sometimes admits <laughs> problems.
1: Yeah, not all the time.
0: Sometimes it takes a long time. But, but-
1: uh, yeah, according to the register today, Apple has finally coughed to the existence that's why i love the register because <laughs> they're british they finally coughed to the existence of a glitch numerous powerbook g4 owners had been pointing out for months uh-huh. uh apple knowledge base entry says some earlier powerbook g4 computers that have a SuperDrive with a 2x dvdr write speed may not be able to burn 8x dvdr media reliably and you know what mm-hmm. eileen's old powerbook my wife's old powerbook actually had that problem and but, we didn't know why but they
0: say that the, the article goes on to say that Apple does mean a, most likely a SuperDrive with an 8x dvd D V D R write-speed. Write yes. Because why would you be trying to burn an 8x DVD in a um, 2x drive? But anyway.
1: <laughs> Maybe that was the problem to begin with. So
0: what they're saying, but this is kind of interesting because the the knowledge base apparently they've acknowledged it, but they haven't promised a fix. In fact, the fix that they list, similar to like, hey, your nano's scratched, get a case. <laughs> Is because of this, you should only use 2X or 4X DVD-R media.
1: Oh, and we had a caller who... Wait, what? We had a caller who said that his Nano still got scratched in the case.
0: Well, I'm sure the case could scratch it. it sounds yeah. like that thing is like silly putty. Um, Hopefully, there will... hope. I mean, I'm kind of shocked by that. Hopefully, they'll fix it. Maybe all knowledge based entries read this way in the beginning. <laughs> and we're
1: picking on Apple today because Veronica doesn't have a mic in this room. Yeah. Veronica is our producer. New iPods making people mad because any yes. of the add ons you bought, not any of them, but a lot of the add ons mm-hmm. that were purchased for earlier iPods can't be used with the new versions, the yeah. Nano or the video iPod.
0: The old iPods used to have a port on top into which you could plug in handy dandy accessories, such as the new Logitech wireless headphones, which, how exciting were those? And the, um, that cool thing from Nyko that lets you relocate the buttons to the top, which I think actually we already talked about. But so any iPods that use that port, including Griffin's iTrip, all that stuff, no longer compatible with the new iPods, which yep. uh, uh, presumably Apple's response to this is like, <laughs> as with anything, well, you can just buy new accessories. Yeah. You're made of money.
1: Well, what the news.com story says is that a lot of people out there may just decide not to buy a new iPod. Well, I wouldn't. And This may backfire against...
0: If I had spent you know, tons of money on all these accessories, especially, I think the wireless headphones thing in particular is huge. Like Griffin, they're really good, right? They always come out with a new... They're on the same release schedule as as Apple, but Logitech doesn't, that I know of, have any plans to re-release new headphones. I don't know how they would even manage that.
1: They might, but they they're might, not going to be able to do it in a quick turnaround.
0: Right. And... That was a big accessory. That was a hot item. Mm-hmm. That got a ding.
1: Well, Apple's own old remote for the iPod doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean.
0: I know. Come on. To me, the only course of action would be like, well, all right, I don't need that. I don't need the new iPod that bad then. I
1: mean, it's fine if you don't own an iPod mm-hmm. because now there'll be a new line of accessories and whatnot, but it is also kind of depressing that all there's all of these accessories out there that I'll have to be careful and look. Now, wait, does this work with mine?
0: Apparently, even Bill Maher, my husband has been keeping a little catalog of people who mention that there are too many iPods in all the different places that it could come up that are not technology circles. Uh-huh. And it's been coming up a lot. And the most recent one is like Bill Maher on, you know, the guy the commentated the political commentator on HBO was going on and on about how there are too many iPods out and he can't keep up. Steve, there are too many iPods out, dude. We can't keep up. Although in Steve's mind, there are only two. Because I went to the Apple store in San Francisco, and there's only two.
1: There's the Nano Mm -hmm. and the Video iPod, iPod. which is just called the iPod.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And they both have the connector in the same place. So all the iPods have the connector in the same place. What's the problem? So
0: how easy is that?
1: Rewriting history is easier than fixing things. (laughs) Well,
0: yes, it is. A little quick thing on another thing that won't go away is Google Print.
1: Yeah, we haven't we've been meaning to talk about this more. We really haven't talked about it that much, but Google is indexing or attempting to index large amounts of books mm-hmm. so that you could be able to find results based on the text in a book. So, it's kind of like Amazon's inside the book thing where you can just put in a phrase from a book and it will find the result based on that. Right. A lot of publishers are against this because they say it's copyright violation because Google is taking the text of the book and indexing it. And so the whole debate is whether they're not giving away the books, they're just indexing them to help search results. So whether that actually is a copyright violation or not.
0: Right. It's pretty interesting. Eric Schmidt, um, the CEO of Google wrote an article called the Google, the point of Google print and um, says that, that basically copyright law is not that. This is, this is a fair
1: use thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why they're doing it. And Amazon agrees with that, too.
0: And he says that if making a full copy of a given work even just to index it were not fair use, that you would never be able to record a TV show to watch it later or use a search engine that indexes billions of web pages.
1: That's a pretty good analogy, I have to say.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty powerful argument. Well, and it's even got, there's a comment in particular that I find really interesting, which is that, that the reader says, this is about control for the publishers. This is about them wanting to know exactly where and when the content of their books is used, which is not in itself an illegitimate concern.
1: Well, they're also stuck on the fact that this is a commercial use because Google is a money-making organization. Right. So they want royalties. That's really what they're after <laughs> right. is they're saying, hey, you're using our books to make money.
0: Well, and that is the question is whether search engines on their own are indeed money-making propositions. Like, is this a commercial use? Well, Google's a public company. Right. They make make money. money.
1: So, yeah, seems like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think Schmidt's argument's pretty good, but I think the publishers probably have some legitimate concern. It'll be interesting to see where copyright law actually falls.
1: Because a lot of the, also a lot of the the justifications have been like, well, if I make a copy of a TV show at home, or if I'm a library and I keep copies of books and lend them out to people, but none of those are money-making organizations.
0: Right. Well, and that is the one. Flaw in Schmidt's argument, even is that he's saying you could never record a TV show to watch it later, but that is inarguably personal use.
1: However, interesting thing to think about: if they can say no, Google, you cannot index those books, can someone come along and say no, Google, you cannot index my website? Well, that's, I mean, I mean, <laughs>
0: that's why Google has to fight this to the, yeah. to the death. They got to go to the mattresses.
1: There's there's sort of a, a utility to allowing them to do it, mm-hmm. and and frankly, there's not a lot of harm to be done here. I, I would think. That allowing Google to index all of these and make it easy to find out about these books is going to help the publishers right. in the end. Well,
0: and this is the eternal question: Do you right. give your content away in order to raise visibility of your content?
1: Well, it's not, it's even but different than that because they're not, giving it, because they're not giving it away; they're just right. helping you find it. Right. So it's a, it's even a little less of they're a just confusing it question. Show up. Yeah.
0: But certainly, certainly, if in a lawsuit the the ruling comes down that you cannot indeed copy index these copyrighted works then yeah, the implication absolutely is that you can't. Because as Lawrence Lessig pointed out to us, as soon as you create content under our crazy copyright law, it is by default copyrighted.
1: As soon as you fix it, as soon as you publish it or record it or whatever it is, as soon as you fix it in time,
0: it's copyrighted. So conceivably any website that Google has indexed would be a violation of copyright and they'd be having to pay royalties to like, I don't know, the whole world.
1: Or get permission.
0: Oh, I don't like that. That's a little scary. They I could, mean, search is predicated on the concept that you can index stuff and then find it. Yeah. Back off, publishers. Google's
1: even republishing whole websites as cached copies. Oh, danger. You know, <gasps> and most websites are okay with that because it leads to traffic. I'm totally starting it's worth to it. imagine
0: a world in which search is not allowed.
1: In a because world Because our copyright laws Where is search so is not allowed.
0: Wildly out of control.
1: I'm going to write a sci-fi movie now. <laughs>
0: I think you just wrote a little one real quick
1: <laughs> in your head. Uh, we have a couple short shout-outs to finish up the show with. Madison, yes. Wisconsin. Wi-Fi. Citywide City Wi-Fi.
0: Wi-Fi. Go, Madison. Uh,
1: San Francisco, Philadelphia. What are you waiting on? Madison, yeah. Wisconsin. Got it. Going. Seriously, got it Because they're a college on.
0: town. They get things
1: done. Actually, Philadelphia is rolling along with it, too. San Francisco is the one that's farthest behind, I think. Out of those three, anyway.
0: <laughs> Hilariously. The Oscar... Um, People have finally figured out that everybody takes their Oscar DVDs that they send around to all the Academy voters and put them puts them on the internet, and so the new Oscar DVDs will be in, will include pretty stringent anti piracy technology.
1: They've tried this before. I mean, it all started with the scroll along the bottom of the screen with a one eight hundred number. That said, if you're watching this and you're not an Oscar recipient voter, yeah. call this number right away. But
0: this is way beyond that. I mean, these DVDs will only be able to be played on one specific DVD player.
1: Oh, that – okay. See, and then the previously – I don't remember if it was last year or the year before – they encoded the, each DVD with a, a signature mm-hmm. so that they could tell who had leaked it to the internet. And oh, they actually went after a couple people and said, it's your DVD that's on the internet. So now they're making them so – Not only – not tracking them, just saying, you know what? It can only be played there. Right. Interesting.
0: These ones, they're sending out the DVD players themselves, and the players will be encoded with the recipient's names. And then the DVDs will be encrypted so that they can only be seen on those particular DVD players and presumably – not ripped so you with can't any amount of ease, yeah. You, know? you can't
1: make an excuse saying, like, I don't know how somebody got a hold of that DVD, right? Because it'll be like, no, dude, they can only play it on that player yeah. in your office, so it
0: came from you, yeah,
1: yeah, Bob. <laughs> All right, White Sox fans unhappy, how can they be unhappy? At this recording, they're up two games to nothing over the yeah, Houston hello, Astros. Are you White Sox fans unhappy with e-tickets uh, uh, because they don't uh, actually get a souvenir out of it if yeah. you're going to a World Series game.
0: And how are you and for put those that of you who eBay? haven't or
1: aren't following us at all, the Chicago White Sox baseball team is playing in the World Series of baseball <laughs> for the first time since 1959. Right.
0: So it, it is a so souvenir, it's a big deal, It's a souvenir worthy event.
1: But it's interesting. Like e-tickets, great convenience. But yeah, no. I, I mean, you have a souvenir, but mm-hmm. it's a printout.
0: Well, and it's interesting because it, sound like, it sounds like people didn't know. They didn't realize that they weren't going to get cardstock tickets.
1: If they bought an e-ticket. If they bought online. They yeah. didn't
0: necessarily sign up to buy e-tickets. They just bought Oh, online. they just
1: bought online and then they got what? Because they, they got, a, uh, they got, they got these slim... virtual
0: tickets that you can print out over email. Oh, right. So this is these are people who bought tickets through the Teams online sale. Yeah. And then just got this little email. Well,
1: they probably had to pick a delivery option, though. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I mean, it usually tells you, do you want to have it mailed to you? Do you want will call? Or do you want it by email if that's available?
0: Yeah, I wonder. If anybody did this or knows. Yeah. Because this does sound like it could be a user error.
1: Like, folks, come on, pay attention. You
0: know. But it's possible, though, that they bought them recently enough because it was on Tuesday, that they said last Tuesday. So it may have been that that was the only delivery option you could choose because the tickets wouldn't have gotten to you in time.
1: Well, you could have got Will Call, though. One would oh, presume, yeah, but true. maybe they didn't offer that. I'm just saying. Yeah. They could have done it that way. Plus, how did you get these tickets?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Come on, Woo-hoo, people. You have $10,000. Nobody can get a ticket tickets. to the
1: World Series.
0: <laughs> buy some popcorn. That's your souvenir.
1: And another re- another good reason to buy from scalpers. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> um, a little happy birthday shout out real quick before we turn to our email.
1: Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to email. Happy
0: birthday, email.
1: Email turned 34 this weekend. Email,
0: 34. Next
1: year, email will be old enough to run for president.
0: Ha-ha. <laughs> in the
1: E-mailed? United States.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long will it be before a machine runs for president?
1: All right. Anyway. Uh, in this wonderful room unable to access the email. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Or the phone, or the phone call. calls. But Commander Tucker wrote us, first of all, to say, I am not trip- from the phone calls, there's a guy named Trip who who phones regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said he sort of agreed with Trip on the interview thing. He like or he disagreed. He liked occasional he liked interviews, occasional interviews. Uh, but he did like the idea of them being uh, separated as uh, separate podcasts yes. of just the interviews. So we're considering that. He also uh, is pushing for us to do our videos as a podcast feed, and so are we. Yes,
0: just so you know, um, Peter John Smith, inventor of the phrase All hail the Holy Trinity." <laughs> vis-a-vis our podcast well
1: yeah i was gonna say not yeah not no no not the phrase, not the phrase
0: <laughs> but as it pertains to the rotating trinity of apple google microsoft and whoever else we shoehorn in there um once well it you know he emailed us to talk about like sony and the psp and things of that nature but then he said i'm just emailing you guys real quick before the power goes out and the hurricane hits what well, peter john <laughs> We really appreciate you emailing us, but keep be careful. Yeah,
1: seriously, man. (laughs) Be safe. (laughs) Don't mess around with that stuff. Yes. Get yourself safe.
0: Um, we got email from a guy who's stationed in Germany and says iTunes 6 is a big benefit for him because he misses all the TV that is played here and now he can download it.
1: Oh well, yeah. He's watching episodes of Lost only a day late instead of a whole season late. Yeah. Because he said he watched the whole first season on DVD and now he can kind of keep up. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Veronica did, too. Veronica,
0: same deal. (laughs) Uh, Another quick email noted that Yahoo Music prices have gone up. I did see this in the news. They were having like super special pricing that was making every other online music store panic. And now they're back to kind of the industry agreed pricing scheme. Got an email
1: from uh, Sue Leitner saying the World Usability Day is November 3rd. So that uh, would be the day to complain that things aren't easy to use. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> don't,
0: don't do that until then.
1: <laughs> Wait until November 3rd.
0: And finally, a voicemail from Paul that we sadly can't play right now because of our dumb studio thing. <laughs> but he said he likes it when Veronica cackles in the background.
1: And that's Veronica <laughs> cackling in the background. That
0: one's for you, Paul.
1: <laughs> there you go, Paul. They just Hold on to that. <laughs> Make it your ringtone.
0: Keep the calls coming because we'll be back in our regular studio and we can play them.
1: Yes, buzz at CNET.com and uh, you can call us 1-800-616-CNET. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Well,
0: yeah, if it sounds bad. Here's what they get. We'll be like, you're the reason, turd butts.